Hello and welcome to the Tech Malarkey podcast hosted by Stephen and Sarah, where we take a light-hearted look at tech-related topics. Let's get going. With remote work, what do you think is the future of this? Have you thought about it? Do you have any... The cat is out of the bag in terms of stuff can be done remotely. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of jobs, plenty of positions where there was that... Uh, there's an illusion of control of like, well, I need to do this in person on site. Yeah. Or reversely, mm-hmm. you need to do this in person on site. Right. Yeah. In a lot of cases, that's proved not true. And yeah. therefore, yeah, you can do this remotely. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things that this has, has opened up. Like, I think in terms of the future what will have to happen in what it's in in my opinion is there has to be more democracy around what people do and how people work mm-hmm. um there's there, like there's a concept um and i think there's a book out on it called bullshit jobs mm-hmm. where it, it's their jobs that were fabricated to keep a bu- either keep people busy mm-hmm. um make it seem like there's a lot of people at a company to make okay. it seem more important oh. um or it was just a, a byproduct of creating that has is just there right? it's just mm-hmm. consistent right mm-hmm. um, the the thing with everything going remote yeah. is either these jobs ended up kind of by proxy getting automated mm-hmm. or people realize well I, I don't have to do this there's actually all this other there's all these other options okay. um, so I think there's a democratization in so far as people can see uh, what's available what's available to them mm-hmm. um, but there's a couple and- of things I, I would say that that's gone yeah. up with that okay just on on that when you're saying like mm. the or whatever so like um there's talk now about um the salaries right when people are mm. applying for jobs that they're going to be made available on the job descriptions and so on that it will become a legal yeah, yeah. requirement i believe over time i know they've they've done a trial in the uk and stuff like that yeah um i think they're talking about it coming in here later in the year in ireland i don't know you might know more about it but um anyway with that so like people being able to see you know more about what's what's possible and what's there them and how does that tie in with salaries like do you think there has to become more sort of openness and more clarity around things like that or, or how, what do you feel about it i think it's a good leveler like i think it's it's one of those things where if you somebody coming in like mm. to to figure out if somebody is worth their salary is a skill set into itself so like okay. if somebody comes in and says i have x y and z skills yeah uh it's up to you as the person to figure out if if they're actually correct or not and where you get a disparity is you get people in who think they're hot stuff mm-hmm. absolutely the bees knees and they could totally believe this yeah but you have to objectively observe if that's the case and then in in, in scenarios where you somebody somebody coming in or well like uh, imposter syndrome is a great example where somebody comes in they feel like they're not worth that much and they'll only ask for for x yeah and then the it, the incentive on the company side is to go yeah if you want if you want x we'll give you x and then somebody comes in says they're hot stuff is like i want mm-hmm. y yeah. And company goes, well, our budget is this. All right, we'll give you Y. So suddenly you have two people yeah. who may be in the same position and now they're on X and Y. Yes. Um, and then it's up to the company and at the company discretion mm-hmm. to ratify that. Yeah, probably a lot of places aren't doing or haven't historically been doing. I Only places that would publish it. So there's, there is there pe- is there is places that do internal reports where, I can't remember what the ratio is called, but they'll basically do a comparison of everybody at a certain level and what is disparity between the highest person and the lowest person. Like I know 
our place does that where do we have anybody who's at a certain ranking who's very underpaid or very overpaid if they're overpaid they probably shouldn't be at that ranking if they're underpaid they should be moved up less meticulous companies would would probably not do that so i think the thing that a salary does it gives everybody a kind of fair playing field of right Mm -hmm. this job is worth it but it's it's an interesting game in so far as nobody can go over that figure if they think they're hot stuff they can't really go look give me 80 it's it's published at 75 well how much is this job worth and then other companies have the advantage then of i say advantage but it's 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 double-edged it's so far as right they can afford to pay them that much Mm. that must mean they can earn this much off the back of it like there's all that kind of nonsense in the background yeah it's it's it's, it is complex and i think the other thing now that's happening is because remote roles are opening out more sort of you know they're not so geographically um tamed within very specific areas so like as that happens then salaries are impacted of course because if you're getting a job for an american company you're based in ireland it's a different ballpark now they're probably still not going to want to pay you as much as they pay american staff because we have different um laws around you know working regulations so on right i would imagine and different expectations and so on but like they still have to bring it to quite a good level you know if there's a massive disparity between it if they're publishing those salaries you're becoming aware of them like they can't you know pay you way less than they're going to pay the person over the pond so how does that impact things then i wonder as well does that change things for people you know yeah it it is a guessing game good example is they published ceo salaries there was a section of ceos that had their salaries published and it became kind of a law maybe it was the scandinavians and it became kind of law to say right you need to publish your salaries so that everybody knows what you're paid yeah yeah and this caused a race to the top because some ceos were paying more than others so those ceos said hang on now you need to pay me more so then it became a kind of race to the top before they kind of um scrapped it i'd love to have the the exact example so i think it's one of those things of like if you publish salaries in a hotbed area accenture is a good example like they're a big last or ibm ibm actually i believe have a global salary so it's like if you're in these locations this is your salary band if you're outside of these locations this is the global salary okay i see yeah we'll either race to the top in hotbed and then kind of have a, a bidding war for talent or it'll try and level out where it's like right for somebody with exactly four and a half years experience you will get this amount somebody with five years experience will get this amount somebody with six years can get this amount yeah Um, there's no way to really know at this stage how that's going to how that's going to go are they going to really try and standardize as you said by like experience level and so on or is it really going to be a fight for fight the death like ireland is in a very precarious spot Mm -hmm. for for publishing salaries because like if you've a local a local business that wants an app developer to do something versus Twitter or Facebook mm-hmm. like they're offering six figure salaries yeah, well, yeah. and yeah. again it, it's one of those things of like yeah. is it a case of, it, it's like you're you're trying to be what what I would hope so in that scenario now. hang on just yeah, yeah, yeah. Second. what you're telling me is that the nerds are making all the money all the nerds in Dublin yeah. are the reason the cost of living is so high yeah <laughs> yeah that's true actually yeah they're and their second oat milk lattes huh they're 10 euro oat milk lattes <laughs> i say i know i should say i should say 20 because by the time we actually put this out I know, it yeah, it will be 10 be euro. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely oh my god the price of petrol and diesel at the moment it's disgusting, it's disgusting. i prefer to i wish it just ran in my own blood at this point <laughs> to be honest with you i'm actually thinking about investing in a horse and cart at this stage i'm thinking about going old school and just you know going back to ride the ponies in the field <laughs> Well, if that's what one needs to do to get milk at a reasonable price, then... (laughs) 
You can't no. milk a horse. Oh. No, and I didn't say that, Stephen. I said I would drive my horse and cart to the nearest shopatery. Isn't that what they used to call it in the old days? <laughs> For your pantry. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is. Um, it's very interesting to see how that's all going to fold. I did see a thing on LinkedIn about remote work and where they see it going in the next 10 years. And I cannot find it now today. I saw it yesterday. But it was basically... I, did you see that? Uh, no. Well, talk about it, actually. I might have. Yeah, it, it was basically sort of surmising this whole thing of like, you know, output rather than time worked being how things go, flexible work hours, you know, um, yeah, like salary clarity and things like that. And that we're just moving into a more aggressive, like more open sort of global, global market type thing, um, which was interesting. And I agree to it to a certain extent. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I really find it hard to know how things are going to progress and like how much that, they can legislate yeah. for, for things. Um, you know, yeah. Where do we go from here? I'm not sure, basically. Yeah, I, I would see that as kind of like the happy path. But I, I agree yeah. for the most part with what I say, because I think one of the issues with remote work is the remote part. Like remote means mm-hmm. away, obtuse. Like again, if you if you said they were in the remote regions, yeah. you're like, oh, they're off and beyond. Mm-hmm. People see remote work as, oh, you're just, you're like on the computer connected. But remote means you're removed from the center. I would prefer probably some sort of name change for it to be something else. Like I know people call it hybrid, but even, uh, what was well, the hybrid name? hybrid is office-based as well, though, is it? Like, but it, I mean, yeah, I'm, hybrid I'm is a bit of the office. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But it needs to be kind of like, I don't know, nucleus working or something like that, where, where basically people are connected mm-hmm. in a way. Because like you're, like one of the things they were, we found, sorry, they were one of the things on that was about having like uh, working centers or working hubs where people can come together where they need to. There was also reference to like you know your off sites where people get together and they meet and they go through things. Yeah. And, and this was the to get that face to face social contact as well. And I do think that's really important. Whether you're like, remote or you know hybrid or whatever, you need something where you're kind of having those interaction people. That, yeah, and that's from a social point of view. Yeah, for sure. But what that's what that covers mm. and and what I never see mentioned is how isolated people can get when they're remote working. Mm, um, yeah. We we've had people who where they've come where, like we've we, we've come into a meeting and we're like, how's yeah. going and they go it's absolutely terrible and it's like what are you talking about the last conversation we had was all good mm. and basically that person got completely into their own head of mm. like well I had this interaction with somebody over email and it's like yeah but this is what they meant like they're, they're like you've completely misinterpreted how mm. they're telling you this thing yeah they're just looking for you to do this they're offering you some advice they're looking for you to do this task why have you taken this yeah this way yeah and and it's when you kind of get to explain things like that and and when they see it and when it's like again it, it, it's kind of obvious in, in one sense but people have like I know of people who have started remotely have resigned remotely and when the exit interview happened yeah it was just completely it was just complete detachment and and they yeah. were describing a company that they didn't work I and, could see that I could yeah. see very much how that could happen like you're not um, getting ingrained in the same way yeah like sure. it's one of like one of our plans there is around how do you manage juniors and and mm-hmm. their kind of learning paths and their integration. But you and don't you have, know. Like I remember yeah. that in my first big job out of college. Like you really don't know. And like yeah. I would have felt tended to sort of held back and kind of you know really observe and things like that because I wasn't sure about how things worked. Yeah. And it has taken many years to get any bit comfortable. And I still I'm still not really like I'm still kind of like that person going. Uh, what do I do here? Um, I don't know. Maybe do you ever get that comfortable? I'm sure some people do. Or they think they're wonderful you know maybe that's just personality the way I phrase it is I'm always paranoid that I'm wrong if you're always trying to make sure you're not wrong you're usually kind of 
right. You don't want to be paralyzed by it either. But yeah. I, I think you do get comfortable. But you, sorry, what I, what I wanted to say was yeah. you don't want to get too comfortable because when you get too comfortable, that's when either you don't progress yourself sure. or if you make a mistake, it's a bad one. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's mm-hmm. there's a timid, like, again, there's stuff I do mm-hmm. in production systems that mm-hmm. because of how I was reared, because of how I started yeah. out in the industry, yeah. I still get heart palpitations. I can't do it. Like, mm-hmm. I know for a fact that what I'm doing is correct, but I still hate pushing the button. But I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've, yeah. I've pushed that button thousands of times uh-huh. and I still, still get that every time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's interesting. Another um, one for you on remote work is, yeah. um, do you think it's going to affect career progression? How do you see that kind of panning out for people? Like? It depends on the company setup because yeah. there's definitely a case of people who either if you're, and again, legislation wise, who knows? But I think if you're remote in a office job, yeah. you have to work hard not to be overseen. The culture has to be inclusive. Yes. Like it's very easy. And, and, and again, people are like, again, human beings are biased. Mm-hmm. Um, we try very hard not to be biased in a lot of things. or We try to be very conscious about our biases. But yeah. even just the idea of yeah. doing a headcount yeah. and going, right, we've 12 people in the office. Sure. And they say, yeah, but you have 20 on your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to you have to be conscious of those. So I think in terms of career progression, there's down a... Down to the company, right? That's it's down to the company. I think, I don't think it, it, yeah, I don't think yeah. it'll affect career pro- progression mm-hmm. at a macro scale. I think people will be on their career paths and, and what have you. And any good yeah. company would have some form of career path for you. Yeah, and they're shifting. Um, I mean, they're they're, they're moving yeah. with it. Like I see that in a lot of places now that, yeah. you know, they're, they're moving that way. They know that's how they're going to get talent and keep talent and so on. Yeah, where I think yeah. it, it, it'll catch people out um, in one way, there's a job up or there's an opportunity. Okay, yeah. who we get to do that? And then they see three people and it's like, oh, they're not working on anything. Mm-hmm. I know they're finished up with that. All right, we give that to them. Okay. But that's again in their eyesight, in their eyeline okay. in yeah. one sense. Yeah. Either either physically or digitally is, is another thing. Right. Like digitally, it could be your most recent chats on Teams. That could be your eyeline. You if know, people- though, sorry to cut across you there. You've made a very interesting point. And to be honest with you, it's not something I thought about all that much because I'm not in that point in my life anymore. But like the people who are more junior and I had seen this coming up online and they were saying, you know, we want to be in an office. We want to be around people. We want to be learning from them. We want to be interacting and understanding how organizations work stuff. And that is very valuable. And I think if it was 23 year old me finishing university. That would be very valuable to me. And if I hadn't had that, that would have been tricky. Now, I did start working remotely when I was, you know, only a couple of years into the workforce, you know, full time. Yeah. Um, and it's always been brilliant for me. Like it was a game changer. Like I can't speak highly enough about remote work from my perspective. Yeah. Um, and it's grown with me. I'm now in a full time remote position. And as a working mother, it makes it possible to work full time. It's a huge, huge thing for women in the workplace. Massive. Yeah. We haven't talked about that too much, but being able to work remotely to, you know, shift your hours around as you need to for women, especially is, is massive because it is, it is women who are still taking a lot of the brunt of like taking kids to childcare and when they're sick, you know, picking things up and all that stuff. That's a whole yeah. other topic, to be honest with you, something we might go into another stage. But I am a little bit biased because of course I'm thinking about it from my own perspective or I'm thinking about it maybe from your perspective and at this stage that we're at where we're sort of, what are we like 12 years into our professional career yeah, since we left yeah. college, something like that, you know, but we're fairly experienced professionals at this stage, but like, please God or whatever you believe in, we still have a long way to go, you know, we yeah. still have a lot more milestones to reach and a lot of stuff we want to do. Um, but I'm not thinking about those people because I'm not there anymore. I'm not there in my headspace and they deserve that, you know, that consideration. And how do we actually make things effective for them? And how do we balance it so that everybody's getting something out of this agreement? I don't know the answer to that, but it's yeah. a really good question. 
question. Yeah, like that's that like that to me is like one of the reasons why the office has been a, a big strategy for me because mm-hmm. we we still need to train up. Like, yeah. uh, like I call them the kids, but that that's unfair. But like at the same time, like you need to like your juniors are going to be doing like there's only so much work we could do. So at some point yeah. you have to delegate it. Right. And like one of the reasons um, we're trying so hard to try and figure out well mm-hmm. how do we bring junior people up? Yeah. Um, is because at some point there's going to be a project we have to delegate it and they're just going to not have the skills to be able to do it and then that's going to be on us that's not on them sure yeah um like i this is why it's it's one of those things of Mm. the culture is one thing where it has to deal with this yeah remote working in one sense nucleus working because Mm. it's and and the other thing is people need to be way more honest like like this is the other thing we've had to kind of (laughs) violently beat into them we had to tell them like lads Mm. there is no stupid questions just stupid people like you have to educate yourself yeah. and you have to be honest with us and you have to be honest with yourself about what you understand and what you don't understand because mm. I think uh, it's harder to Irishman. negotiate that and communicate that over um, yeah. Zoom it, calls and stuff because I know I'm, I find that like sometimes you're just there going you're trying to wade through things things out and you're not there with somebody so you can't just go do you know to be honest with you this is not clicking in because there's not even a moment it's very hard when you're not getting those cues I do I do get that and that's, that's the thing about having those actual human interactions at least at an early stage you know where you meet them and you physically see them and you get that little bit of ice breaking going on then I think it does really help you and having somewhat regular interactions face to face then I think the remote work work but I do wonder like sorry when you're talking about all of this with these younger people as well they might be a lot more inclined towards the social aspect of working in an office maybe then we might even be at this stage now there's plenty of people who want to be in an office all of the time but like I'd say a lot are quite happy with having the balance of being able to work from home and they don't want the commute and so on um, but when you're younger like you do want to be seeing people and socialising making new friends and so on right yes but what I what I think mm-hmm. is happening and, and what we have found even with our own crowd is they were really happy to be in the office yeah but they didn't even know what they were missing until they had it yeah okay it's very easy for us to go we, we know what the office Ooh, entails yeah. we know what, what it's like to be in an office environment yeah. and you have an idea on what it's, what it's going to be like it's mostly rubbish to be honest it, with you guys yeah yeah anything. well like the <laughs> other thing is like especially in the states because the state mm-hmm. like the decorum like office decorum well, in here you go again, Ireland the poor, the poor Americans being the bashed poor Americans by this office <laughs> they need to discover office Irish decorum is mm. is one Both thing and it's, it's yeah. kind of well known like I wouldn't be surprised I, like I was genuinely surprised when, when the new um, graduate or the juniors came in mm. I was waiting for one of them to microwave fish in the microwave like sure yeah yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like I was like one of them's going to do it like they don't mm. know like I know they, I, was like, I feel like one of them would and, and I think it is a case you're right like e- mm. even if you spend one or two years yeah. in an office scenario that builds up enough yeah. social interaction and social intelligence I, so. I think it's the intelli- the social intelligence is missing yeah, as well maybe that's what it is yeah but like, I still think like to- I would have for a number sorry mm. for a number of years now I would have gone sorry I would have gone into um, an office somewhat regularly and kind of just you know over time weaned off it more and more and got more like I really don't need this I know what I'm doing because um, I was in yeah. a company for a long time but there's that too if you're job hopping and you're moving around a lot that's going to be more tricky I would imagine at least for the first number of years when you're really figuring out just even like the organisational um, you know the flow between teams you know that kind of cultural um, uh, way that teams collaborate and just even like how a company is put together like the yeah. thing of like who's upper management who's middle management who might, who do I need to know who do I need to worry about blah 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 um, it takes time like I'm kind of getting it now <laughs> I really feel like it took me a long time to really understand that and um, I so we're talking a lot 
that about the younger people and their experience all of this but then for people so we're obviously there's there's us who are at a, at a different level um how about for people who are let's say in a different stage in their career and maybe they're 20 30 years into their career oh yeah um so obviously you have the ones like myself who were remote or at least partially remote or whatever or you've got people who were always working from in an office and it was a huge shift now of course we're seeing a lot of people are going oh actually it's great I don't have to commute I have more flexibility I have more freedom and there's a lot of people who really are liking that now but if you're at that stage in your life or you're at a different point I wonder for them you know what's the story like um, maybe if you're even getting towards the end of your career like you're sort of hitting retirement age in the next few years like where do you want to be at with things like it's not there's not just like one size fits all and yeah. how do we how do we balance that for everybody in all their different situations I guess is point yeah. you know and they're in a, a much more precarious situation like even Joe for the millennials and lower yeah. we have a lot of interaction with people online okay. um, and we have a lot of social interaction with people online whereas yeah. I think when you go the 40s or above like definitely I heard a lot more mm. uh, complaints from their side because it's just a case of I don't even know what this person is feeling mm. and it's 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 interesting because yeah. Joe for us we have Joe laughing smiling quoting right sure. for yeah. the younger crowd they have emojis and what, what I'd actually fully recommend is using and I, I, I do it my own textual writing I use more exclamation marks I use more punctuation I use more emojis interesting and yeah. more face reactions because yeah. it gives over that it does, casual it, that, tone it totally does and we in the company that I'm with now there's a lot of it and it's brilliant it really yeah. does help with that especially when you don't know these people there's a lot of people that I haven't met face to face yet and it's just that little thing of like that little sign of approval that you might need when you put something out there or whatever you know that you don't necessarily get from text you know we are we are very visual creatures aren't we like that's yes. I know there's something about um, when you're speaking to somebody I think it's around 7% of what they're saying is what you're actually picking up on like you're reading you know body language you're reading like visual cues and things like that so when you don't necessarily yeah. have that in the same way when it's diminished largely and you're relying on Slack or whatever you know instant messaging or whatever you're using like how do you get that then you need to I think in a way for it to be effective you need it to be a little bit less formal um, you need it to be a little bit more like playful and a little bit more interactive like in terms of like you know putting out more personal information you know like let's say I'm having a chat with somebody on Slack about something and we're kind of back and forth and then I might kind of say oh yeah well um, I can do that tomorrow I've just got I've got something on tomorrow morning that I, I need to do and you might have a little chat about something that you have going on right do you know just that just you have to kind of have that little bit of interaction well, like, yeah I was I was going to use the word connection connection that's the point I'm making sorry this is a really roundabout way of saying that you need to have um, a bit of connection with somebody that isn't just tech based when you're using those things you need to have I think your emojis like you said are really important for that for sure like the yeah. punctuation tone of voice in your writing um, when it's more conversational I think that lends itself a lot more well to those kinds of interactions so that you get that connection yeah, yeah. but even like uh, there's a, I actually have a book recommendation on this um, there's a book called Digital Body Language yeah. um, but there's a very good like it, it's it's just all the examples we know like when this we started like 200 out, pages of emojis <laughs> yeah, yeah it's come written completely <laughs> in emojis great for the old uh, millennials uh, what's the one what's the ones below us I'm always rubbish remembering that millennials uh, Gen, Gen X Gen X Gen X is below us okay and then Zoomers are below okay. them yeah. they're Gen Z cool so they can just like read the images <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. they're fluent emojis yeah. um, they don't to be honest it's inbuilt at this stage isn't it it's like we had to learn well it's fa- it is fair 
fairly like you look at them, you have a fairly good idea. There's a few you might yeah. not know. Yeah. But they yeah. have it inbuilt. It's like they don't need to download that program. It's already it's come downloaded with that when they were born. But it's like the tech speak. <laughs> like we used yeah. to do the tech speak to save on the characters so that we wouldn't have to spend money on sending an extra message. Yeah. <laughs> I know when I think um, about it now, because I used to go through some amount of credit on my phone. Oh my God. God, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Like tr- ridiculous. I could be going through like 10 or 20 euros in a day, like, you know, and that's when you really didn't have it. You were doing a bit of babysitting at the weekend or your bit of yeah. day job or whatever. And oh my God, it was nuts. And these really well thought out messages in the tiniest format possible. I hate it now. Like now it seems so crazy when we have this like unlimited amount of messages we can send. And now we have <laughs> voice notes, which I love because I'm a mom. And when you're <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. anyone in my in my circle who is a mummy and, you know, is busy and whatever, which they all are, they're all sending voice notes all the time because yeah. it's just a great way of communicating. You lash something off while you're doing another one or two jobs at the same time. So I know yeah. you're probably sick of me already, Stephen, with all my voice <laughs> I mean, no, because I'll tell you what now, I and I do it for everything. I do it for, for, for YouTube, but um, in WhatsApp, it has the 2x speed. So I listen yeah. to your message and if I have to listen back to it, I'll just put it on 2x speed and you yeah, go... Yeah. Yeah. Totes. Yeah, it's the best thing ever. You just speed it up a little bit. Even I find if you do it one and a half, it's still like yeah. fairly palatable at that. And like, I might just, if I have a 10 minute message from somebody, I might just yeah. do that. I'm a little like, yeah. I don't have the time to hear all the... <laughs> all the ifs, buts and... Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're thinking something through whilst they're changing a nappy or whatever they're doing. <laughs> so in terms of remote working, we've kind of unleashed like a whole new realm of facility there for people. Um, and it's very rapidly, drastically changed over the last two years during the pandemonium um, what do you think in terms of it changing and going you know reversing and going backwards do you think we are in a different phase now we can only move forward with it do you think it could go back that you know in office work becomes absolutely the only way we do things what's your thoughts on that I, at this point it's, it's too effective mm-hmm. it, it's like when you're going from a, a, a small laptop screen to a big curved monitor it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's our two monitors whatever you can't go back to the small screen it, 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 yeah. it's, it's a case so it, we've kind of all gotten a taste of it to a certain extent. Yeah, nobody um, wants to put pants on anymore. People are happy to work, mm-hmm. um, but they want the flexibility. And it, it's very hard to put that back in box when so. people both have a taste for it. But two, yeah. there's no, uh, like again, even even just after having the conversation, I don't think there's a very good reason why you could say every single person yeah. needs to come back to the office. That's it. There's Certainly no good argument. Yeah, I think so. Like that my. Um, my husband is not working in the tech sector he's working in construction for them the vast majority of people have to be on site you know like there is a certain subsection of staff members who are maybe more office based in design or whatever that's a different thing but a lot of their people are actually producing something on site or in a yeah. production factory or so on that's a totally different ball game but in what we do I'm with you there like there has to be flexibility because it's been proven that it works for most people they don't yeah. need to be office based I think treating people like adults as much as you can is only going to be beneficial. Mm. I do think that, of course, there are people who don't work well in those environments, you know, and they either have to pull their socks up, you know, that's a performance issue then, or they have to be, you know, coached in a different way or whatever. But I think from from what I'm gleaming of it, like now that people are getting it, it's amazing the different reaction that I'm getting now with somebody who works remotely. Like before people would have gone to me, don't know how you can do that, really. This is the response I used to get was like, I'd be on Facebook all day long or, you know, 
I just, I just couldn't do it. I'd, I'd get nothing done. You know, I'd be, I'd feel isolated. Don't get me wrong. There is that. You can absolutely get that. And I've had that over, over the years. And you do have to make an effort to get out and do things. If I find if I'm at home for a couple of days, that's not good for me. I need to start getting out and doing things a bit, you know, but um, it's amazing now when I say to people, I work from home full time. They're like, sure, that's great. That's brilliant. Especially now being a mom and all the rest of it. Like, that's great. You know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah it's the only way that I can work full time yeah. and have a career that is progressing along nicely and all the rest of it. It's it's the only thing for me. But it is it's amazing the change. Now what I'm getting <laughs> is when I tell people, oh, I split my day out. You know, I work um, a good chunk early in the day and then I finish off my day. And they're like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. I can guarantee you in a few years time, if that becomes more normal, where people have a more flexible work arrangement yeah. and they're not more like in the nine to five. And if I was telling somebody that, they'd be like, that's great now that you just can pick when you want to work, essentially, you know, what works for you. It's well, funny how things shift yeah, over time. Anybody that I've worked with and anybody who works really effective remotely, they really care about what they work on. And I think that totally. helps as a driver. Totally. I mean, I love what I do and I've done it for a long time and I'm sure I'm sure you're in the same boat. We've never actually had this conversation like very um, bluntly and honestly, but I do. I actually really like I fell into it by accident, by happy accident. And I really like what I'm doing. And I see a very clear career path myself as I go through the years. And that's something yeah. I definitely like to explore more with you because it really interests me how people develop and, and how they sort of grow and how they fall into what they're doing. Is it a natural progression? Is it just by, you know, happy circumstances or whatever? Like I'm getting, especially in the company that I'm in now, I'm in a very good company. I'm very lucky. As I said, they're very flexible with me and so on. They encourage me. They give me a chance with things that I don't know about. They allow me to upskill. There's a lot of really good things there. So I know that. Um, but it means now that because those things are more unlocked by being in an environment like that, <laughs> it means that I can see the future more clearly now. And I work harder than I've ever worked and I produce more than I've ever produced. And I'm I'm thinking all the time about how I can do more for them. So I think the big thing for me with remote work is when it works well, it works really well. <laughs> yeah. And the end and the possibilities I think are endless. If you have people who are engaged with what they're doing, they're engaged with the kind of company that you are. They like the culture. If it's a good culture, like it's 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 a no brainer for me, yeah. I think. Thanks a million for joining us for this week's episode of the Tech Malarkey podcast. We'll see you next time.